I would like to, um, I think I'm speaking too hard, too, too loud. Well, I will, that would be up to you, some guys. Uh, I hope not to break any um, ear issue or something like that. But it's a great, great privilege to speak today. Some of you know of my um, pronunciation issues. Uh, pray for me. Uh, this morning I have received two text messages saying something like, I'm praying for you that you will deliver the word of God and I'm like okay God thank you because today I'm gonna speak the best English you have for me <laughs> so once uh, I said that let's go to the word in Psalm 96 I'll be reading living Bible translation sing a new song to the Lord sing, sing it everywhere around the world sing out his praises bless his name each day tell someone that he saves Publish his glorious acts throughout the earth. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. For the Lord is great beyond description and greatly to be praised. Worship only him among the gods. For the gods of the other nations are merely idols, but our God made the heavens. Honor and majesty surrounding, strength and beauty are in his temple. All nations of the world confess that God alone is glorious and strong. Give Him the glory that He deserves. Bring your offering and come to worship Him. Worship the Lord with the beauty of holy lives. Let the earth tremble before Him. Tell the nations that Jehovah reigns. He rules the world. His power can never be overthrown. He will judge all nations fairly. Let the heavens be glad, the earth rejoice. Let the vastness of the roaring seas demonstrate His glory. Praise Him for the growing fields, for they display His greatness. Let the trees of the forest rustle with praise, for the Lord is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the nations fairly and with truth. Would you go with me to God in prayer? We worship you this morning, God. You're worthy of our praises. But I ask your favor upon me. God, give me what I need to, to deliver the word of God. Protect me from error. Protect me from saying things that can harm your, your church. God, be with us, Holy Spirit. Let, let us understand the meaning of your word. And I pray all of these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Today it's a beautiful day, uh, every day is new and every day has a new portion of mercy, praise God for that. Today I'll be talking about how can we teach the earth to sing the new song. A Swedish proverb says, those who wish to sing always find a song. Researchers at the University of Gothenburg, Sweden, asked a group of teenagers to perform three choral exercises, humming singing a hymn and chanting. They monitored their heart rhythms during each and they shown that singing has a dramatic effect on the heart rate, which is linked to a reduced risk of heart disease. Singing, singing also has been shown to boost our immune system, reducing stress levels. Singing releases endorphins, a hormone that is associated with feelings of pleasure and oxytocin, another hormone which has been found to alleviate anxiety and stress. Would you like to sing with me? 
No, you don't want that. That's why we have Jake. I'll tell you what, each one of us, we are singing some sort of song in our lives. And sometimes, some Christians sing these silly songs and they don't realize that they are singing these silly songs. And sometimes it's like, Money, 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 I want to see you. <laughs> or, I will leave my name on high. I will let the others how I awesome, how awesome I am, or something like that. <laughs> but sometimes it's more like how great I am. Please sing it for me, how great I am. Sometimes we don't know we're singing that kind of song, but the real deal is Christianity. It's a singing faith. Christianity, in general, they have a song to be seen, and that is, Jesus is Lord. Amen. Psalm 96 calls us to be the people worshiping Jesus Christ as Lord and King. And that's exactly what burns in my heart. My passion is that the church will be passionate about evangelism and missions. And what I'm going to try to prove you from the Old Testament is this. That song is being singed all times. And I will take you to the very end of the Revelation times. And I will prove you that singing is right there where we uh, need to be part of that. Singing that song. Verse 1 to 3. The scripture has over 2,000 references about nations. Every nation in the world will be impacted by God's redemptive plan. If you go with me to Revelation chapter 5 verse 9. I'm not sure if we have that. You will see this. They were singing him a new song. Which song is that? What song is that? Jesus is? Lord. Jesus is Lord. That's the song. Somehow David in Psalm 96, he was singing that song while he was in that forest taking care of all of these lambs. He was singing that song because God gave him some type of revelation that Jesus Christ is the Lord. If you see, you go to, to the Psalms, it's 150 Psalms, most of them, they're, they're David's Psalms, and this guy sings to the Lord. This guy is passionate about the Lord because he knew that Jesus Christ will be Lord and King, and that's the song we see in Revelations, in the end of the times. What I'm trying to tell you here is... That this new song being singed in Revelations is a victory song, a song of deliverance. Guys, every time we go out and we see God working in those people's lives, and we see all, all of those people being trapped at Satan, when we, when we preach the word of God, when we tell them about Jesus, I'm telling you something. The lives of the people being preached in the name of the Lord, they are transformed. They are, they are changed. And that's what I like when I go out to these mission trips. This impulse of going to the nations is flowing from singing and calling for singing. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. 
All the earth is instructed to sing the new song. We were told to declare the glory of the Lord to the lost world. I'm not pretty sure about this, uh, but I will let you know right now, as in right, as, as in, as in uh, right, um, oh my gosh, I, I'm losing my English, pray for me guys. As in right now, we are uh, having the, the, the World Cup, uh, and in, in this very moment, they're having a match. So uh, by one o'clock, before one o'clock, I want to be out and I want to see the last part of the, the, the Because I preach, I preach long, guys, I'm sorry, but in difference of Daniel, I really preach long. Uh, that's the Mexican heritage. Anyway, every single, every single uh, uh, um, soccer team, they have an anthem. I'm not sure if you know that. Uh, if you go to England, if you go to one of those soccer uh, games, they have an anthem and they will sing it. And they will, they will be passionate about it. They will try to intimidate that beautiful anthem to the other team. And let me tell you something. When we know the song of Jesus Christ being the Lord of, of all, this is like when we go out and preach the word to those who does not have Jesus Christ yet. The forgiveness of sins that we have been so graciously granted should be all that we need to worship and praise the name of the Lord. Let's praise our Creator, says Isaiah in 43.7. We were made to sing His glory. You and I were made to say to the earth, Jesus is King. When we confess Jesus as Lord of the, all, of the whole universe, we know that God will, will be praised and worshipped. John Piper writes, The goal of missions is the gladness of peoples in the greatness of God. The Lord reigns, let the earth rejoice, let the many coastlands be glad. Psalm 97, 1. Let the people praise you, God. Let all the people praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. Psalm 67, 3 and 4. Missions is not the ultimate goal of the church. Worship is. Worship is ultimate, not missions, because God is ultimate, not man. Missions begins and ends in worship. So, some of you may have the wrong concept of, okay, let's go and do missions. Let's go out and do something. No, 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 no. Missions start Sunday morning when we worship God. It's not when I go out of my comfort zone. To those places where Brian is, like right now, you know, the, the, the jungle of Honduras, or Puerto Rico, if you were going back to Puerto Rico possibly, it's when I am right there worshiping my God. If we are not joyful and happy worshipers of God, here we have nothing to tell the nations there. If we exclude joy in God and and also in His wonderful salvation, what he, is, what, what he really is, why should lost people be interested in what we have to say? Number two, the purpose of singing is to proclaim His character. Verse, verses 4 to 6 tell us why God needs to be praised. God needs to be praised because He's great. He's uh, God and He needs to be feared. God is the Creator. God is honorable. God is magnificent. God is powerful. God is beautiful. 
Psalm 45.2, it says, again, this is David looking to, to Jesus Christ in the future. You are the most beautiful man. And he's talking this about Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. When you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, when you are in love of that wonderful Savior, I'm telling you, you will do whatever you need to do because the love of Him. There is two sections in this uh, psalm. Worship and witness. Verse 7 to 10 Take us back to the imperative mood of worship the Lord. Why do we need to worship God? We need to worship God and we need to witness to the people because God deserves all glory. Number two, God gives, we need to give God all of our strength. Number three, we need to be offering something to God, not only our money, even our lives. Number uh, verse uh, four, to be holy in front of God. Five, to be reverent to God. Six, we need to say God reigns in sovereignty. Number seven, that God will judge with righteousness and truth. And that take, that take us to the very last part. And I would like to, to say from the verses 11 through the verse 13, these verses tell us that the purpose of singing is to publicize His coming. The thought of God judging the peoples with equity lead us to understand that even the creation breaks in praise. These Bible verses remind us of what Paul comments in Romans 8, 19 and 22. What the creation presently groans under the course, waiting for the day of redemption when it will be restored. The Lord's coming to judge the earth refers to the coming of the Messiah, who is God the Son, Jesus. Two terms describe this future judgment, equity and righteousness. Number one, equity means that God's judgment will be fair. No one will be judged unfairly. Everyone who does not receive mercy will receive perfect justice. Number two, righteousness. Righteousness refers to God's perfect standard, which is Himself. He has revealed His righteousness in His Word. He will not judge on the curve of human goodness, but according to the absolute standards of His own righteous nature. He will judge each person faithfully and truthfully. God's righteous judgment will either be a source of great terror or great joy. For those who have not received salvation and forgiveness through the Savior who God has sent, it will be a day of terror. They will cry out to the mountains and to the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the presence of He who sits in the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. Revelation 6, 16. But who, for those who by faith in, this, in, in the blood of the Lord, the, 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 the Lamb of, of the Lord, had been clothed with the righteousness of His. The day of judgment will be a time of great joy. Revelation 18, 20. They will sing, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. And I'm not Pentecostal, I'm a Baptist. <laughs> I don't know why we let the Pentecostal you know, to get the best part of the worship. 
seriously. Sometimes we we cry out, you know, in front of you to, to, to you know, like we are asking you, can, I, can anybody say amen? And you're like, all oh, that? Did he ask for some? It, it's not about that. You're not, we're not asking you to say amen of what we ask for. It's to agree all together as a church. Because amen means what that means? Yes. So be it. So be it. So when we say something, God is great, church says, Amen. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's more like I'm pushing you to say that. But when you have been dealing with cancer, and every day is a daily battle, when you were told by the doctor, you will not make it. But God has a different opinion about your destiny. And every day God gives you power and strength to move forward. That amen comes out of the chest, out of the heart, out of the spirit. And that's the type of people we need in this body to change the world. People who is convinced of the greatness of God. And I'm looking at people. I'm looking at you. You are that guy. You are that lady. I cannot urge you strongly enough to make sure that your faith is your faith in the risen Savior. It's the key for the eternity. I want to, to, to conclude saying these things. God wants Northern Baptist Church to be a worshiping church. Our thoughts should be on how great and mighty God is. Our hearts will be often bowed in reverence before His holiness. Again, I don't know why we give this pleasure to the Pentecostal. The Pentecostal churches, every time you're going to start, you're going to start the service, they come and bow in their place. Did you know that? Go to some Pentecostal church, real Pentecostal, because right now we have the new Pentecostals. The new Pentecostals, is, they take everything light. I hope we're not the new Baptist. I hope we take everything seriously. Amen. Every Pentecostal church that I visit, because I, I'm, up, I'm sorry, Pastor, I'm Pentecostal, sorry. <laughs> but every time I go, a couple of weeks ago, I went to preach to some Pentecostal church here in town. Every single member, when they get into the sanctuary, they go to their place and bow and kneel. I don't know why they do that. Should be a reason, I guess. My prayer is that we all will be that worshiping church. God wants for Northern Baptist Church to be a witnessing church here and abroad. Witness is the overflow of worship. If you are captivated by His majesty and splendor of that glorious Savior, you want to tell the others about Him. And guys, there is 3.1 billion of people. This is not flowers, this is not uh, uh, red robins, this is people who needs to hear the Word of God. 
you may want to give general, generously to support all of these missionaries we have in the world. Or maybe, maybe one day you want to join us on one of these trips we do to all of those places. Let me tell you something. A week ago and a couple of weeks ago, I went to preach to two different churches. And while I'm, while I'm there, uh, the, the, the pastor, who is my friend, he, he asked me before I preached two weeks ago and a week ago, would you mind if we pray for this little one, um, three weeks old baby? I'm like, yeah, you take the baby. I, I pray because all of these little uh, babies, you know, three, four weeks old, to me they are like a yellow, you know. <laughs> I put my hands under them and I'm like, oh gosh. I don't want to break them. Break them. Seriously, I'm not joking. So I told my, my friend, amigo, you take the baby, I pray. So I pray. And while, I, while I'm praying, I'm praying, God bless the father, bless the mother, bless the church, and, and, and do whatever you want. You're God. And your plans are better than ours. So sometimes, sometimes we have the wrong concept that when we bring the kids to the, to the pastor, when we pray for these little kids, it's a uh, pastor, would you please pray for my son I want about to in my family? Wait a minute. Come on. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be old. I'm going to be aching everything. You know, I need a doctor. No. Every time we pray for these little kids, every time we pray for someone in church, it's for God to accomplish His perfect will. Amen. Period. And I'm praying that some of us will feel the call of going somewhere and some of you will be surprised by God. Some of you will know that your son, your great-grandson or your grandson is being called to the missions and you will be like, what? I thought that he would be an amazing a pilot, you know? No, but God has a different plan for him. I'm pretty sure that you and me, me and you, will be part of those in Revelation chapter 5, verse 9, singing the new song to the Lord right beside those guys from Puerto Rico, Japan, Honduras, Syria, Iran, India, China, England, Greenland, and those who went saved by all of these missions efforts we're going to be doing in the next few years. Now we're going to watch church. Nations can wait for us. Nations, they need to learn the new song. And those nations, by the grace of God, are being prepared. Pastor Daniel and myself were trying to listen to God's directions of where, when, but what you need to do, you need to be connected with that same God that through the Holy Spirit to know it's me, God. Because Daniel, or pastor, and myself, we need people who are being called by the Lord to spread the word of the new song. Would you please stand? Let's 